Hey everyone, welcome to the Americana Station podcast. I am your host, Will Payne Harrison, and I'm so happy to be here. Sorry it's been a few weeks since uh, the last episode, but it's been a little busy for me. Um, Today on the podcast, we have Shay Martin Lovett, and he has a new record out called Scatter and Gather. It came out on May 15th. It's available on streaming, but it's also available on his website for purchase. You can pick up a copy of it on vinyl. Um... His new record was produced by Joseph Terrell of Mipso, and Shay has been out on the road with Mipso a little bit, playing some uh, opening gigs with them, and uh, we're going to talk to him about his new record, and it's pretty exciting stuff, and really, really good stuff. Um, so we're going to talk about that, and we also have a lot of really good uh, up-and-coming musicians on the podcast. I, I have to apologize. It's been a, it's been a busy, busy month. In real life, um, I do have a real life outside of the podcast, and so it, it ha- I have gotten behind a little bit. Um, but we do have Tall Paul coming out. Um, I got to get Corby Linker on here, and Hannah Juanita, um, and um, Zach Wild, and uh, there's some there's some others in the pipeline that are um, we're working on right now. So it's it's really busy. I'm I'm pretty booked up. And it's going to be a great summer, like I said, lots of great uh, artists. So stick around for all of those, you'll, your new favorite artists. So we'll get we'll get back on the train here uh, after the Fourth of July, and uh, we'll put them uh, out on a regular basis. But uh, f- for now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, talk about Shay Martin Lovin and his new record, Scatter and Gather. The bash comes to a crash again at a substance and at a sight. Stole a Saturday to ride away out into that misty night. Offhand, I let go of the wheel, lucky to miss the trees. I was aimless then, like my drifting friend, living on. Hey everyone, welcome to the Americana Station podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, today on the podcast, we have Shay Martin Lovett. He is from uh, Boone, North Carolina, and he's got a new record out. Um, and we're going to talk about it. How, how are you doing, man? Doing great, doing great. Yeah, uh, finally warming up here in Boone, North Carolina. And um, it's just a beautiful spring afternoon. And um, here on, um, on Goshen Creek, that's uh, what creek near my house here. And yeah. No complaints whatsoever. Feeling pretty optimistic. How about you? Doing well. It's it's about 90, 95 degrees here at Nashville. So it's finally feeling like summer. It's, it's kind of nice. Wow. That, yeah, that's much, much, much warmer than it is here. Yeah. Is that picture your promo picture from Goshen Creek? It is. It is. Yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> why not make it easy and take some some promo photos in the backyard why not it's uh there's a, a creek running right the, the creek runs right behind the house so that's awesome uh, just got out there on one beautiful afternoon you got it so um the new record is called scatter and gather is that correct it is yeah and um it's 12 songs yeah 12 songs uh 11 11 with lyrics and then one instrumental that's awesome. So are you influenced by the, you know, kind of East Coast, like bluegrass and Appalachian culture uh, at all in your music? 
for sure. Uh, so growing up, growing up in Wilkesboro, North Carolina, uh, I was uh, introduced to uh, the bluegrass and uh, folk, old time uh, music at a, a young age, and um, and grew up going to Merle Fest, which is a sort of a yeah. bluegrass um, sort of traditional plus Americana country all things roots music festival um, that happens uh, usually happens every uh, year in April um, um, and, and it's uh, it was initially started to uh, memorialize uh, um, Merle Watson uh, the uh, Doc Watson's uh, son and a great uh, musician and a picker in his own right but but yeah I uh, sort of was introduced to, to that at a young age and that type of music and but uh, and my, my dad also uh, is a songwriter and so uh, as, a, as opposed to a lot of my friends um, who gravitated towards the instrumentation, which uh, I, I do love, love, love the acoustic guitar, love string music, string band music. Uh, I sort of fell into the uh, the other side of things, uh, being sort of the songwriting and the song uh, song craft side of, uh, of that world. Right. Yeah. And you can definitely uh, hear that uh, in the new album. Uh, it's really good stuff, man. How long have you been songwriting uh, for? Uh, so I've been kind of chipping away and uh, and and really writing um, since I was in high school now. So uh, about uh, really about fifteen years. Uh, it's for me. It's always been sort of a, um, a personal uh, craft and something that I that I just I love to do. I, I'm I'm, a, I'm a really into short stories and um, really into just you know the the mysteriousness of songwriting. Um, and that sort of thing. Really, I've always gravitated towards um, just being able to the idea that you know we can just kind of just pulling something a melody out of thin air and um, and you know you know kind of chasing the muse and 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 um, going down you know a rabbit hole creatively and and then coming out on the other side and you've got a song. Um, so so yeah, that's uh, that's one thing. Yeah, I just really love about songwriting um, is it, just you know kind of that. There's no right way uh, to do it. There's no wrong way. Uh, there's some, some things that might help, but at the end of the day, everyone, uh, every writer, you know, has their own, own uh, sort of tricks to the trade and they may be different every time. So it's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to narrow down uh, the album? Were you like writing a lot more than was actually on the record or did you, were you very like selecting the songwriting uh, just kind of writing for the record? Yeah, for sure. When I go in to record a record, I do always, uh, I try to have more than, on what I think I need. And that, that was the case um, here. Uh, so my, my, my good friend, Joseph Terrell and the band Mipso uh, produced the record. And so, um, yeah, I had about, I played him probably close to 20 songs um, and then sort of narrowed it down from there um, and, and sort of landed on this, this, uh, this, uh, this batch of 12, which it, it was fun for me to kind of, you know, uh, trust just kind of lean in and, and then just and kind of turn these uh, songs over to Joseph and then kind of trust his process and uh and then you know and then hop into the studio and and try to you know take take them a little further you know as they were written with just uh just me and a, an acoustic guitar here in Boone it was really fun to, to flesh those out in the studio who were some of the people that were uh, in the session with you yeah uh well my uh one of my really good friends and uh, regular uh touring buddies uh Aaron Balance Played lap steel and dobro, uh, and several members of Mimso, including Joseph. So Joseph played guitar and sang some harmony, and um, Libby Rodenbow, uh, also in Mimso, played f uh, fiddle and some 
um, strings on a few tune or on one tune. And uh, Wood Robinson from Ipso played bass. Uh, Casey Toll played bass, another just amazing uh, groover and bass player. And then uh, Jan Westerlin, who is Mipso's touring uh, drummer percussion and a uh, percussionist, uh, played drums. Um, was also really happy to have and um, an honor to have Andrew Marlin um, of, uh, of I guess, um, of Watch House, which, you know, that was formerly uh, Mandolin Orange, play Mandolin on a couple songs. So really just a, a, an amazing cast of uh, North Carolina talent. And, uh, and that was all thanks to uh, Joseph kind of roping most of those folks in. And, uh, and we just had so much fun in the studio uh, from song to song. Uh, it, it was just a blast all the way through it. That's amazing. Yeah, that sounds like an incredible lineup of uh, musicians to be able to choose from. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I saw that uh, Joseph from uh, Mipso had produced the record. How did uh, that uh, come about? Did you did you approach him or did he offer? How was how was the uh, situation? That, yeah, that, so that um, he, that sort of came about organically. Really, uh, we um, just I'm tying it all back into um, to. Wilkesboro, uh, where I grew up in Merle Fest, uh, I had met Joseph um, performing at Merle Fest between sets and uh, sort of just quickly just, you know, traded contact and then sort of became um, songwriter pen pals, so to speak, uh, you know, just uh, sharing music and, and stuff with each other. And then um, eventually when Joseph was back off the road uh, um, from tour, um, we would get up in Chapel Hill um, at his house. He had actually at the time was living in a, was living um, right next door to the rubber room studio where the album was tracked. And so, uh, so, you know, what, what we would just kind of, we would kind of get together and he would share some tunes that he was working on and I would do the same. And yeah, we would just kind of, you know, just hang out. And then, um, yeah, one day we, Joseph was just saying, you know, we ought to jump in the studio sometime and, and, and try to record a couple tunes. And, uh, and so we, we walked over to the rubber room, you know, which is like I was saying, was a stone's throw away. It's actually connected to uh, at the time was connected to Joseph's um, house and we're, and we're able and just hopped in and recorded uh, Scatter and Gather and Four Rosemary, a couple of the tunes on the record. And um, pretty quickly after that, we just kind of kept recording soon enough. We had, you know, six tunes and and then we we would uh, kind of chunk away at the at the record. Um, whenever Joseph would be back in town. So we, I feel like that uh, not, not com- like really tearing through it and, and, re- and tracking it all in, in you know, just a few days or uh, kind of helped us to kind of gain more perspective uh, throughout uh, the recording process um, and help and kind of hone in on, on, on kind of the, the overall, the overarching kind of sound of the record and that sort of thing, um, uh, which was cool. Do you have a, a favorite track? Uh, I don't, I, you know, if it's one of those things, uh, you know, as a songwriter for me, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm way too close to the songs and, um, and, 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 you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's really tough to choose. Uh, I, but you know, I just, I've had so much fun, uh, with it, with these tunes now and, and, and really excited to, to perform them live. So, um, that's one way to kind of, you know, hone in on, on a favorite song is maybe, I'll, maybe not so much of a favorite, but I may have a favorite live song when I, finally get to play them live uh, next month um, supporting MIPSO on a, on a few dates in, in, in uh, North Carolina and uh, Virginia. 
Yeah, it's awesome. I was going to bring that up. I saw that you were uh, going on the road with them for a little bit. Um, are you doing any more, uh, like, uh, any more tours uh, beyond that? I uh, yeah, we got, we've got some things in the works. Uh, no, like confirmed dates to speak of right now. Um, we're kind of holding out for the fall uh, to do some official album release stuff. Uh, nice. So uh, more to come on that, but but yeah, um, yeah. So just kind of. Um, some stuff in the, in the works now and, and just in hoping to be able to get out and about uh, as much as possible in the fall uh, to really sort of, you know, hit the album release trail then. But um, yeah, just fortunate to have, um, have my, my friends in Mipso, you know, asked me to tag along for a few of these dates and it sounds uh, yeah. And, and one of them is one of my favorite venues ever. And it's uh, up, off, up on the uh, Blue Ridge Parkway. Um, at the Blue Ridge Music Center in Galax, Virginia. And that'll be the last date of that little run there on a Saturday. So I'm really looking forward to being up there. That's a, a venue that's ran by the National Park Service. And it's, it's just a most beautiful outdoor venue. Um, and so uh, that'll be uh, a lot of fun. I can't wait. Yeah, that sounds like a treat. Hopefully, uh, if anyone's listening that's out that way, you should definitely go check out that uh, show. What's the date on it? It is June 26th. And that's a Saturday, I believe. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's really great, man. Have you uh, been touring much in the past or are you just kind of like starting to slowly get out there now that you got the new record out? Yeah. Uh, so well, when I put my first record, Swift Drifter, out, um, I got around and toured as, as much as possible across the Southeast and all sorts of different configurations, uh, some full band, some duo and trio, and then uh, some solo uh, shows. So was really, I try, was, was pretty busy. Uh, um, in 2019, um, uh, touring around, uh, um, and, um, uh, played about, uh, close to a hundred shows that year. I was, uh, was able to get out to, to, Austin, Texas and, uh, in Denver or, uh, Colorado or, uh, in Boulder to play a few shows, but, um, mostly, uh, you know, regionals and, uh, Southeast uh, on those shows. So, um, so yeah, you know, it's, it was, uh, then it, of course an abrupt halt to all, all things touring and, right. and, uh, and, you know, I just feel so fortunate to have had this album, um, had, you know, had the time to work on this album and also to be able to write, um, I'm, my goal is to also have hope ideally to have, uh, some new music, um, if only just a single or, or, or two to release in the fall. So, you know, I tried to use the, the, the time, uh, away from live music, um, as wisely as I could and yeah um, and just kind of chip away at, at writing and, and get outside and find and, you know find find ways to stay inspired yeah that's super awesome um, when you write your songs uh, do you have a specific process to it like do you do the lyrics come first uh, usually or is it just kind of a different situation every time yeah I feel like uh, when I first started writing, I feel like it would start with, with lyrics more so than I do now. I'm not sure. Um, I guess the process has just evolved for me. Um, I do find that, um, that yeah, that, that writing can come from, uh, it, can, it can happen so many different ways. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big uh, short story reader and, and, um, and yeah, just try to fill my head with short stories. So a lot of times those can inspire me to write. Um, also, you know, a big note taker, of course, yeah. Uh, in this day and age, it's, uh, you know, the, the notes on your phone are just a, a swipe away. So I'm always uh, typing conversation, little phrases down and, yeah. and that sort of thing. But uh, 
So um, I would say in the instances that those come, that the lyrics come first for me, it's, it's when I've actually, you know, just kind of scrolling through my deep, uh, deep well of uh, just random phrases and, and, uh, and things that I've, that I've uh, typed out or, or heard, or, you know, or just thought up, you know, driving around or um, don't actually not driving around. Don't text and drive y'all. Uh, <laughs> or uh, not that's when you use the, the voice memo. There we go. There yeah. we go. Well, and then, uh, but yeah, I'll say for the most part, other than those sort of instances when it's coming out off of something that I've probably typed down on my phone or maybe a piece of an old song for the most part, I'm sitting down with an acoustic guitar um, and honing in on um, and then um, the music and then uh, vocally I'll, I'll, I'll try to try to lock in on a, on a melody that I really, uh, that I, you know, that I just kind of keep playing over and over again. You know, sometimes it's just one of those things where it'll be a progression that'll lead trigger something in my brain and it'll, and I'll pull out a melody from that. And then that melody uh, combined with the music will, um, will kind of trigger an, an emotional response in my mind. And, um, and then, you know, that's when the wheels start turning and whatever that feeling may be um, would, you know, kind of would usually guide uh, the lyrics that, uh, that start to, to, to turn around and end up on a page. Um, but yeah, that's sort of the, the nuts and bolts process of how I've been writing for the last few years. Anyway, uh, for the most part, you know, there's always, like I said, those anomalies uh, and by having a, just a lyric first or a song title in mind first and then building, building a, you know, kind of a, a structure around that. Yeah. You said you uh, kind of had a, a love for reading too. Uh, I noticed uh, in your bio, it talks about um, like Kurt Vonnegut and, uh, so some of these yeah. people I don't know. We got uh, Flannery O'Connor and John Cheever and Ron Rash or some uh, yeah, influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I touched on that a little bit earlier. Those are all some of the just the, uh, some of them. You know, just my novelists, but but really the the short story side of writing for me has always been really interesting. I think as a songwriter, it, it, they, I'm sort of biased on. Uh, on the weight that that, um, that the words need to carry in a short story, and I try to I try also try to do the same thing in a song. You know, just with just a few minutes of uh, right of lyric melody and rhyme, try to hone in on and be able to sort of have uh, have a, have it feel done at the end. So I really try to study those uh, those particular writers uh, that that you mentioned. And uh, Ron Rash is a is a, actually based in North Carolina and uh, writes specifically on. Um, on like the you like like you're saying sort of the traditional ways of life in those time periods and in, in uh about Appalachia and so uh, naturally living um, in Western North Carolina um, here um, in the Blue Ridge Mountains uh, it's just, his writing sort of is right up my alley so it's always fun to go back and revisit his uh, collections of short stories. That's awesome. So um, it also uh, mentions in your bio a little bit about uh. Uh, Towns Van Zant and Bob Dylan are those just comparisons or are those actual uh, people that have influenced you as well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like uh, just like those, you know, some of those just just amazing uh, writers from a literary standpoint. I feel like those guys uh, sort of set the bar for me. Totally. I, you know, so uh, it's definitely something that I'll I'll never get tired of is hearing those guys uh, and just the. Uh, this, their songcraft and and um, 
yeah, there's so much, you know, you can listen to a Bob Dylan song over and over again, same with, you know, same with Towns and Neil Young and those guys, you can listen to those songs over and over again and, and discover something new each time. Um, so, um, yeah, always, they've always been huge inspirations for me. Uh, and also just, I, lo- I love that they're, um, you know, their catalogs, they're, they're expansive, uh, of experimentation and, and genre, you know, from folk rock to sort of acoustic stuff and um, roots, all things in between. That's like, that's right up my alley. And um, you know, I love all that. So it's uh, yeah, just, those are sort of my heroes. So I had to mention them. Yeah. They're sort of the the blueprint for, you know, singer songwriters because both, you know, Townsend and Dylan, you know, were not only, you know, prolif- prolific songwriters, in their own right, but so much so that uh, so many other people were covering, covering their songs and you don't even know it, you know? And that's like super awesome place to be for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what, what does the kind of the rest of your year look like? Uh, I know you said you're still kind of playing in the tour and stuff like that. Are you planning to come to Americana Fest here in Nashville? Have you been to Nashville before? I have, I have, uh, I love Nashville and I have not been in a while. Uh, it's been, I guess over a year now. Um, but yeah, that is the plan. I'm, uh, uh, to be at Americana Fest right now. Um, I've never been, and I'm hoping this year, uh, to make it. And, and, you know, there's so many, so many, that's, you know, that's right up my alley. Those, uh, that, that, um, the folks that play there, I've always kind of kept track of it, uh, from afar. So hoping to finally be there in person this year. Man, that's exciting news, man. You should uh you should get Mipso to back you up on the uh, <laughs> on your show when you play. Yeah, yeah, I I'm, I'm hopeful that I'll be playing. We'll see. I may just be there <laughs> to hang out and and uh and you know and network around and and hang out with some friends, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> they really like to make you bite your nails at Americana Fest on whether you're getting in or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the feeling. That's the feeling I'm got I got the it's a nail biter for sure. I'm hoping to to hone in and find out before too long. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. Took freedom down the have you been uh, working from home and trying to improve your home studio? I want to talk to you today about SoundproofYourStudio.com. Uh, they help create your dream home studio. Uh, I know with COVID, it's hard to get out and uh, go to a regular studio, and a lot of us have been building up our home studios. And uh, they, if you sign up, they give you a free soundproofing course, and you get 10 secrets to pro recordings and mixes. Not only that, but I was also sent a studio build checklist uh, for signing up. So make sure you go to soundproofyourstudio.com. That's soundproofyourstudio.com today. Are you a fan of Americana music and you want to hear the latest and greatest reviews and uh, opinions on the up and coming artists in the scene? Well, then you need to visit americanahighways.org. That's americanahighways.org for reviews like Crown Over by yours truly and playlists like the Backroads playlist by yours truly. There's lots of great reviews on there and uh, you should check it out americanahighways.org and now back to the interview uh, I do I do have a question that this is uh, I think something that a lot of people are I guess are in that are you know on their way up but haven't really you know found um, a, 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 lar- a very large audience to support that uh, yet are you planning on uh, putting this on vinyl because I know it's so expensive to do 
Yeah, actually, I've got it. I've got. I do have. I have it on vinyl. I did a limited run um, through a, um, a pressing plant um, in um, Athens, Georgia, um, in uh, at Kindercore in in Athens. They're great guys, and uh, and yeah. So I was able to to swing uh, a couple hundred records. So you know, very limited pressing. Um, but yeah, that's that, I, I love vinyl, and so I, I feel lucky that I was able to do that. I was able to sort of um hold some money away uh pre-pandemic from from touring and kind of um you know to have to have the budget to afford to afford vinyl in the uh you know and that's and, and that sort of thing uh, for this record and and um yeah so feel lucky to be able to have those and yeah it's, it's one of those things um that you know for as for me as a sort of a you know being really close you know, and, 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 and try, or at least I try to be in tune with what's coming out and everything. When I really love a song or a record uh, or, you know, an album and collection of songs, for me, it's like the, the coolest thing to get to, you know, to get the vinyl in the mail and then to, yeah. to, to throw it on the vinyl, on the record player. So, uh, yeah, I was super pumped to be able to, to do that and just love how the album art and everything came out. Uh, Daryl Norson did the album art and I just love everything that he does. And he's, work with a, a ton of just amazing artists um, that, I, that I look up to. So I was uh, really pumped that he was uh, willing to, to work with me on it. Did you put it out on a CD as well or, or mostly just final and uh, it'll be on digital? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's out on digital um, and um, it's out, yeah, out everywhere on digital, uh, and, but and vinyl and CD CDs are all for sale on my website. Um, Shaymartinlovett.com. And the, that'll just take them, take a, Take the uh, take the person who clicks on that uh, purchase now link to a band to the band my Bandcamp page um, where all that good stuff is for sale. Uh, but yeah, I, I just basically did a limited run of both CD and vinyl, um, and um, yeah, got a T-shirt. Also, it's not for sale yet, but it will be. That I'm really, I'm pumped about that. Uh, Dale Norson also did the art for. So you said the the I guess uh, album releases are going to be more in the fall. Uh, late summer, early fall, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm hopeful. Uh, this is kind of the first, you know, just kind of with everything, I mean, feeling optimistic about live music sort of opening back up and people uh, going back out and buying yeah. tickets and that sort of thing again. I'm hopeful that, um, that yeah, they'll really, everything will be kind of hopefully hitting back on all cylinders again in the fall um, and then I'll be able to get out and about and, uh, and yeah, play those, those album release shows then. And, and by that time, you know, the album will have been out for a few months now um, or been out for a few months then. And, um, and yes, yeah, so that'll be exciting for hopefully people will be also, you know, the the word will have uh, spread and people will be familiar with the tunes then, which is it's kind of a new thing when you play album. You know, normally when you play an album release show, they're hearing it for the first time. So I'm interested to see what that dynamic will be like with the album being out for a few months. Yeah, it's so weird to to think about that too. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> that we all kind of just have to like roll with the punches and and you know, you still got to have a timeline to release it, and then hope <laughs> that uh, you know you can still get a album release going. I've seen a lot of people that just haven't had album releases, and they're even in their hometown or anything like that uh, mm-hmm. that are still hitting the road. You know, uh, I had Volk on uh, this past week, and they they haven't even their you know their home base is here in nashville and they haven't even thought about doing uh a record release show and they already have like two months of shows booked it's crazy right right yeah it's a it's definitely sort of a 
Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out and when we, you know, we kind of feel like we get back to a place. Um, but yeah, of, uh, of, you know, just regular kind of like how we were pre pandemic, but I'm, I'm up super optimistic at this point. So, and it's just a great, you know, it's a great time of year you know, it's, I feel like yeah. the seasons are kind of aligning with the optimism and, you know, things are warming up and it's almost summer. So I'm just excited for what's to come really. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really an, an exciting time to be, you know, after that year of just nothing, it's great to finally be able to kind of look towards the future and think that there might be actually something coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got it. But uh, you had to sell your, your camper to fund this album, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And, I, and it actually, uh, in the song, on the first, actually the opening track on the album, uh, fierce and delicate things. I, uh, one of the lyrics in the chorus is, uh, um, I took freedom down uh, the boulevard. And so it actually named that camper van freedom. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, it's forever in a song now, so I don't own the camper anymore, but, uh, you know, got it locked into that lyric, which is, it's always fun to think about the adventures that I had in the camper, but, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, I had, it was kind of a bittersweet, sweet relationship with it, uh, with the camper. We, it had, uh, broken down on me, if, you know, quite a few times and some got into some sticky situations, but also just had so much fun, uh, you know, traveling from place to place and kind of, you know, having, having that, that mobile rig and being able to, to crash wherever um, and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it was time to let it go. And, and, you know, it's one of those things um, where I'm just, you know, it, it's, it's cool. It, it feels right to me that it kind of went, uh, you know, those funds kind of, went, went back into that, uh, to, you know, my, my number one, you know, passion really in life and, and back into the music and into, uh, releasing the album and that, and, and, you know, all that goes into that. Uh, so, um, was happy to be able to have, you know, to kind of, um, tack that into the song. Um, so just, uh, always, you know, cue up some awesome memories, but, 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 you know, also to, to be able to support uh, my music career with, with that money. <laughs> Yeah. So were you, did you tour with, uh, freedom previously? Uh, was that like, uh, your, your kind of like tour camper? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat. It was, it was kind of off and on, um, uh, had a, you know, whenever I could, uh, you know, really, I would stay pretty local. I wouldn't get too far out of North Carolina with it. It was a 91. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, you know, had some, had some character, we'll say that. And, uh, so yeah, had had a had a few uh, you know interesting uh, breakdowns, some blowouts. You know that camper was really top heavy, and so there was a couple times where the the back tires blew out, and it literally sounded like a shotgun was going off. Oh, oh man. man! But uh, but yeah, all things considered, uh, just looking back on it, you know, beautiful times. But uh, and uh, and and yeah, touring touring in the, in that van definitely was, um, you know, been able to to hop out and, and then crash, um, was, um, and, and some back in 2019 was, yeah. Looking back on that now, was so much fun. Yeah. I, I toured with uh, a friend of mine out of Austin, uh, a couple of times and he has an RV and it's, it's just so great. To, like, I mean, you always got to find an RV park, I guess, but you know, yeah. just to be traveling in where you're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That was, uh, yeah, that was one thing about that I love about a camper van, and you know, is being able to slide it, uh, you know, incognito into a parking spot on that, you know, 
and then uh, pull the pull the shades and and that's night night from there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, there's definitely something to be said about said about the luxuries of uh, of being able to find a legit camping space. <laughs> uh, when you were out on the road, were you taking a band with you? Or were you going solo? I really kind of depended on the on the gig. Um, I would say uh, most of them were kind of in, but I would say I'm kind of in between. Or when I it wouldn't be a full band, it would be like a duo or a trio uh, setup. Um, but yeah, I would I would say about half were felt like they were about a duo or a trio. I was, um, and then the other half were probably split between full band and solo shows. So you you had a EP with your brother, um, yeah, called the Love It Brothers. Which, um, but your your brother, I guess. Uh, well, I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm not even sure how many years ago that was. Now that we put the EP out, I think it was actually I do at that, around five. But yeah, my uh, um, my, my brother Chad it, uh, passed away in 2000 and uh, and 16. Um, yeah, just has, has had a huge impact on on my life and, uh, and inspired me in so many ways. Um, but yeah, we it was actually right after he passed away is when the EP came out. He played bass and sang harmony on that EP um, that's out there on Bandcamp. I'm, I'm still at the Love It Brothers, and it's actually out there for download for free. Um, but yeah, he uh, passed away from brain cancer, um, just sort of um, out of nowhere, and um, and, um, and yeah. Uh, I can't say really um, enough good things about, about him. He was just the, you know, my hero through just, you know, for, for forever, um, you know, kind of be the, um, the inspiration of my life and, um, and, and just sort of living and help me to kind of helping me to live in the moment and, and recognize uh, the beauty in, in life. He uh, was just so, uh, so strong and, uh, and, you know, persevered through, through this cancer Um through his battle with cancer. Um, and, you know, I mean, um, yeah, I just, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things that, um, that, yeah, you know, he, he was, uh, he, he claimed to be an eternal optimist and uh, I, I try to I try to, you know, practice that as well. And to just to uh, maintain a sense of optimism and, and try to find beauty and, you know, all things, um, you know, there's, there's things that are easy to find beauty in and there's some things that you have to really uh, dig and search for, uh, for, you know, to find, uh, you know, uh, you know, beauty or, uh, a lesson in, or, or, you know, um, something to take away that could make you, uh, you know, better or, uh, or stronger. And, and Chad was, you know, just so good at that. And, uh, and just an, just a talented musician, just amazing guy. So, uh, so yeah, he, he really inspires me to, to this day. And, uh, and you know when I when I often when I'm writing I still think of course I think of him and uh, yeah so that's a little bit of the background on the Lovett brothers and uh, and Chad's story. Man, yeah, I'm so sorry to hear that, but that's awesome that he was such a, a positive influence in your life. Um, sure. Is the is your family uh, besides you and Chad uh, very musical? Did y'all they grow up doing music? Yeah, my dad is a is a songwriter. Um, we, we sort of grew up. I, I remember at a young age, um, just um, being just kind of like blown away. Uh, um, my mom had given my dad like a a little, uh, I guess a 
a couple of hours in a studio or something and to make some demos and that sort of thing. And he just did some acoustic demos with him on acoustic guitar and vocal. Um, and they were recorded on a tape. And I just remember at a young age, a uh, very young age being riding around in, in his truck and uh, him like, just like, you know, plopping the tape in and, uh, and being, and, you know, hearing his original songs and vocal come across the, the speakers and sort of blew me away uh, that, you know, he just, he just made those up <laughs> And was uh, yeah, was really inspired by that. And then, um, and then yeah, I kind of, I kind of took some guitar lessons when I was really young, but really didn't really didn't revisit songwriting again. Like I was saying, until high school, uh, and then right away picked up the guitar and um, started gravitating towards trying to express myself and you know in in some way um, and, and get it down on a page. Was uh, Chad writing for the Lovett Brothers as well? Um... Um, he didn't write any of those songs. Uh, he actually did. I did record one of Chad's songs on my first record, and uh, uh, it's the song that that song is uh, it's titled "Heat Lightning," and that's just one of my favorite songs to play live. Um, it just uh, reminds me of Chad and all the and all the um, you know good times that we had, and and uh, and yeah, it's just such a beautiful, uh, sweet metaphor. Um, in the, in the chorus um, of that, of that song. Um, that, that's always was so mysterious to me. The first time I heard it and that Chad uh, played that for me, it sort of blew me away. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Like I, like I was saying, I am, I'm, 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 I'm still uh, hoping to be able to put out uh, at least a single or two in the fall, um, which I'm excited about, you know, some of the songs that I was, I'd written when, like, you know, when there was really nothing going on. Um, I feel like the, the song sort of aligned, these, uh, they're sort of, uh, sort of, uh, I don't know how, how to explain it, sort of a rustic, uh, smoky, folky type uh, sound. And I'm so I'm excited to, re- to kind of align and release those in the fall time when it's, you know, perfect campfire weather and yeah. and, uh, and the leaves are changing and that sort of thing. So um, as for new music, we'll see, but uh, that, that, that would be the goal. But uh, other than that, yeah, I'm really just looking forward to, to getting busy back playing shows again and um and also uh, yeah just finding time to finish up um uh, a few more songs and, and really get back after it um, um and ma- making another album or, or chipping away at another album uh, i failed to mention that this uh, this this album scatter and gather it, it, it you know it was ready it was in the it's been in the can for over a year it was ready to be to come out in the summer of 2020 um so uh so yeah, I'm very I'm ch- I'm chopping at the bit to be able to get out and perform these and uh, and to then you know to also add some um, even newer songs to my uh, live set and uh, and you know hopefully get in the studio on I'm with as well. But uh, yeah, we'll see. And you know, I would just say um, you know uh, if you if anybody would like to know where I'll be next or um, or you know more information about uh, uh, the kind of background info um, on the recording process, uh, what I'm up to and that sort of thing. Um, you know, you can just follow me on my social media pages and it's just all, all of them are Shay M. Lovett, Shay Martin Lovett. That's what the M stands for. And, uh, and yeah, um, the, the records are in CDs or they're only for sale on my, um, via the, my band camp or, uh, you know, or via the link on my website. Um, so, um, if you, um, and, and then of course, you know, they're streaming everywhere now. So, Go out and hop into the streams, take a swim with them. 
<laughs> yeah. So the, the vinyl's already ready to, to be ordered. It's uh, available now. It is. Yeah. I've been shipping vinyl. You know, the album came out on May 14th um, and I've been shipping vinyls um, every week, every week so far. So hopefully, uh, um, yeah, like I said, there's a limited run of 200 and uh, just, it's been so, so cool uh, to have, you know, folks pre-order the album and then having some, you know, some orders come in after the, uh, the album release. And yeah, just can't thank everybody enough for listening to the album thus far. Yeah. It's, it sounds great. I'm really, uh, really enjoying it. I'll have to get it on vinyl for sure. Um, were you able to squeeze all 12 songs onto the vinyl? Because I know that, um, that's one of the struggles I'm having with my next record that's coming out is getting everything to fit in that like 44 minutes. Totally. Yeah. It was for mine. It like snuck in. It's, uh, it's funny you ask. I was, I was actually worried about that when we recorded it because we landed on 12 songs and didn't, and you know, of course, uh, when you're in the studio and you're in the heat of the moment, you're not thinking uh, about, you know, what it's going to, you know, how, how, how it's exactly it's going to fit onto a, onto wax. But yeah, I got that out. The album came in right over 40 minutes. Um, so it was actually perfect. I don't know. Uh, I was lucky that, 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 uh, that it wasn't, you know, 13 songs or something, or, you know, there the, that one wasn't like a, a super long, like, you know, Bob Dylan, eight minute ballad or something. Uh <laughs> So that it was able to to, to squeak on to um, onto you know one uh, to the, the one vinyl, but yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's a that's funny. That's one of those challenges. I think the uh, the average listener would not be aware of, be aware of. Yeah, it's it's serious because then like even with with order, you know, like because if you have that one long song like you're talking about, it's like four or five minutes long. It may not fit on side A but you really want it to be on side A. So you got to like figure out how to, that's the problem I'm running into now. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's rough for sure. Yeah. Cause yeah. Sequencing is a whole nother yeah, side of it. You know, it's like you, when it comes to like that sort of thing, an album flow uh, and thinking about that. Yeah. It's, uh, so it's a, uh, yeah. Songwriter problems, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really love the sequencing of, of this record. Uh, I got a, uh, tip the hat to Joseph Terrell uh, for for doing the sequencing. You know, a lot of times, at least on my last record, uh, we I kind of went back and forth and back and forth on all these different sequences of the of the songs. Um, but Joseph sent over this sequence um, pretty early on um, before we were done, and it, I was just I loved it. it kind of I love the, the arc of the album, and and you know, although. I feel like it covers uh, several different genres from, you know, indie, indie, indie folk um, to um, Americana and kind of roots, um, bluegrassy folk. I feel like we were able to make it feel cohesive. And that was because of the way that Joseph was, uh, had, you know, ordered the songs. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the order of the song, like, I feel like really matters, especially like in singer songwriter stuff, because of the ebb and the flow of, of, you know, the stories you're telling and the, tempos and the you know all everything you know it, it really does matter and there really is a, a best way for it to you know for people to keep wanting to repeat it <laughs> for sure for sure there's some sort of you know formula that somebody hasn't written yet for that <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully maybe you wrote it maybe i just need to study your uh your new record and check it out <laughs> oh man appreciate well, man, it Thanks so much for coming out. I really appreciate it. Um, your new record's great. Uh, Scatter and Gather. Uh, it's available uh, on Bandcamp. 
So that's Shay. Is it Shay M. Love it. Dot um, Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, in my uh, my website. Shay, if you just want to go to shaymartinlovit.com, you can follow the link there. There's an order now button there to, to hop on and um, and order as well. So um, yeah, Bandcamp or my website would um, and will take you to the take you to the page. Or check them out on tour with uh, Mipso uh, this coming month. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be in June. It's the 24th, 25th, uh, and 26th uh, right now. Um, and a few North, a couple North Carolina dates, and then um, in Galax, Virginia. So tickets are on sale now. Awesome! Thanks so much, man. Uh, and we'll see you uh, hopefully at Americana Fest. All right, man. Yeah, really, hope, really hope to see you then. Take care. Hey, that's it for this episode of the Americana Station Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you go and rate and review on uh, Apple Podcasts if that's how you listen. Um, The more you rate and review, the more we get seen and the more people are listening and get to hear great artists like Shea Martin love it. And uh, make sure that if you feel so inclined, this is a free podcast. I'm not making you pay for anything. But if you feel so inclined and you really enjoy it, uh, go to willpainharrison.bandcamp.com. You can become a VIP subscriber. You will get uh, additional podcast content as well as uh, demos and uh, special recordings from yours truly. Um, And we will be back soon with uh, Tall Paul.